Welcome to the Teaching and Lectio podcast for the Abbey, a contemplative vineyard church in Columbus, Ohio. You can find previous teachings and our contemplative reading of the scriptures on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or on our website at theabbeycolumbus.church. There, you'll also find important announcements, along with the location and time of our all-church gatherings and community groups throughout the city. The Abbey is committed to being a church that helps people notice and nurture the work of God in their own lives, in the lives of others, and in the world around us. Here's this week's message. So friends, before we begin our Lectio, since I see a bunch of new faces here, I just want to explain what it is we're doing in this process. <clears throat> now, Lectio just means sacred reading. And as it says in the book of Hebrews, the word of God is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing until it divides the soul from the spirit, joints from marrow, able to judge the thoughts and intentions of the heart. So in this practice of sacred reading, we come together by the power of the Holy Spirit and let the word of God read us. This is especially true of the parables. People sometimes complain to Jesus that he was speaking in riddles and telling stories instead of talking plainly. But the power of parables is not just to convey the truth of the kingdom of God, but to convey the truth that is in here. Because as you listen to it, what gets stirred up in your heart is just as important to pay attention to. Our passage today comes out of the 15th chapter of the gospel according to Luke. I would invite you just to listen. Let the words wash over you. Let the word read you. By this time, a lot of men and women of questionable reputation were hanging around Jesus, listening intently. The Pharisees and religious scholars were not pleased, not pleased at all. They growled, he takes in sinners and eats meals with them, treating them like old friends. Their grumbling triggered this story. There once was a man who had two sons, The younger said to his father, Father, I want now what is coming to me. So the father divided the property between them. It wasn't long before the younger son packed his bags and left for a distant country. There, undisciplined and dissipated, he wasted everything he had. After he had gone through all his money, there was a bad famine all throughout the country and he began to feel it. He signed on with a citizen there who assigned him to the fields to slop the pigs. He was so hungry, he would have eaten the corn cobs in the pig slop, but no one would give him any. This brought him to his senses. He said, all those farmhands working for my father sit down to three meals a day, and here I am, starving to death. I'm going back to my father. I'll say to him, Father, I have sinned against God and I have sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son. Take me on as a hired hand. He got right up and went home to his father. 
When he was still a long way off, the father saw him. His heart pounding, he ran out, embraced him, and kissed him. The son started his speech. Father, I have sinned against God, and I have sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son ever again. But the father was not listening. He was calling to the servants, quick, bring a clean set of clothes and dress him. Put the family ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Then get the prize-winning heifer and roast it. We are going to feast. We are going to have a wonderful time. My son is here, given up for dead and now alive, given up for lost and now found. And they began to have a wonderful time. All this time, the older son was out in the field. When the day's work was done, he came in, and as he approached the house, he heard the music and dancing. Calling over one of the houseboys, he asked, what is going on? He told him, your brother has come home. Your father has ordered a feast, barbecued beef, because he is home safe and sound. The older brother stomped off in an angry sulk and refused to join in. His father came out and tried to talk to him but he wouldn't listen. The son said, look how many years I've stayed here serving you, never giving you one moment of grief. But have you ever thrown a party for me and my friends? This son of yours who's thrown away his money on whores shows up and you go all out with a feast. His father said, son, you don't understand. You are with me all the time. Everything that is mine is yours. But this is a wonderful time. We had to celebrate. This brother of yours was dead, and he's alive. He was lost, and he is found. begin our meditatio. Before we start spending time sitting with God might be speaking directly to our hearts, I want to draw your attention to three important themes. The first is how we assign value to other people. The passage begins with the religious leaders grumbling about these people of questionable reputation that Jesus is paying attention to. Jesus sees right through their complaints to the truth that's in their hearts that these people aren't worthy of God's attention. Before he tells the story of the prodigal son, he tells two other stories about a lost sheep and a lost coin, clearly telling them what God values, who God values, using examples of things they value themselves. The second is how we assign value and worth to ourselves. What makes us valuable to God and to other people. Now the younger son thought he made too many mistakes. He was no longer worthy of being considered a son and begged his father to take him on as a hired hand. The other brother thought his value and worth came from his work, his obedience, his rule following. But God says their equal value and worth comes from being his children and nothing they've done or not done can make him love them anymore or any less. 
And lastly, friends, we cannot give away what we have not received for ourselves. If we are going to listen to invitations from God to step out in faith and partner with Jesus to seek and save those who are lost, we need to make sure that first, we have been truly found. If you are acting like a hired hand and serving out of guilt, trying to make up for all of your mistakes, you aren't sharing the extravagant love of God with people. You're sharing the bad news of a spirituality of shame. If you're serving out of a compulsion for perfection, trusting in your good works and rule following to save you, and judging other people according to those standards, you aren't sharing the good news of God's free gift of grace, but a spirituality of trying to earn your salvation. When you have been truly found and can rest in the extravagant love of God, and you allow that love to transform your whole life, you can't help but give that away. As I read the passage one more time, pay attention to where you find yourself in this story. Once was a man who had two sons. The younger said to his father, Father, I want right now what is coming to me. So the father divided the property between them. It wasn't long before the younger son packed up his bags and left for a distant country. There, undisciplined and dissipated, he wasted everything he had. After he had gone through all his money, there was a bad famine all throughout the country, and he began to feel it. He signed on with a citizen there who assigned him to, to the fields to slop the pigs. He was so hungry he could have eaten the corn cobs in the pig slop, but no one would give him any. That brought him to his senses. He said, all those farmhands working for my father sit down to three meals a day, and here I am starving to death. I'm going back to my father. I'll say to him, Father, I have sinned against God and I have sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son. Take me on as a hired hand. He got right up and went home to his father. When he was still a long way off, the father saw him. His heart pounding, he ran out, embraced him, and kissed him. The son started his speech. Father, I've sinned against God and I've sinned before you. I don't deserve to be called your son ever again. But his father wasn't listening. He was calling to the servants, quick, bring a clean set of clothes and dress him. Put the family ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Then get the prize-winning heifer and roast it. We are going to feast. We are going to have a wonderful time. My son is here, given up for dead and now alive, given up for lost and now found and they began to have a wonderful time. All this time, his older son was out in the field. When the day's work was done, he came in, and as he approached the house, he heard the music and the dancing. Calling over to one of the houseboys, he asked what was going on he told him, your brother came home. Your father has ordered a feast, barbecue beef, because he is home safe and sound. 
The older brother stomped off in an angry sulk and refused to join in. His father came out and tried to talk to him, but he wouldn't listen. The son said, look how many years I've stayed here serving you, never giving you one moment of grief. But have you ever thrown a party for me and my friends? Then this son of yours who has thrown away all of your money on whores shows up and you go all out with a feast? His father said, son, you don't understand. You are with me all the time and everything that is mine is yours. But this is a wonderful time and we have to celebrate. This brother of yours was dead and he's alive. He was lost and he is found. So I want you to spend a few moments considering these questions. Where are you getting your sense of value from? judging the value of other people. receive God's love as a free gift and allow it to transform you. How is God inviting you to give this love away? stage of Lectio Divina is called the Oratio, and this is where we respond to this, what the Spirit is saying directly to us. What do you desire from God? What do you want to ask for in prayer? Speak to God now from your heart in your own words.
We'll now move into the contemplatio. This is where we spend a few moments sitting in silence to receive what God has for us in answer to our prayer. There's nothing for you to do in this step except rest in the extravagant love of God and receive all that God has for you. step of Lectio Divina is the operatio. How would you like to live into what God has done for you? How are you willing to commit to living out this extravagant love that God has given you? Spend some time making that commitment to God now. practice the sacred reading in community so that we can encourage and be encouraged by one another. I now invite you to break into pairs of three or four, whatever feels comfortable for you, and share your experience. What has God shown you? What has God revealed to you? How are you committing to responding? And most importantly, spend some time praying for one another. 